welcome to A Better Story Podcast. We've got a short and hopefully sweet one. You can be the judge of that. It involves one phrase and two poems. The phrase is the title of the episode, Meanwhile, and I'll explain that in a second. The poems we'll get to, the first one is an old one, again, one of the ancient stories of scripture, and the second one's a new one, and I'm actually going to save that one till the end. But in this one word, meanwhile, in these two poems, there's something that I find I need a lot, and it's perspective. And so, let's check it out. First poem is out of the book of Job in chapter 38. Now, I don't know if you know about Job. Job is supposedly one of the oldest stories within the Hebrew scriptures. It's this sort of ancient archetype of suffering and what happens when you suffer and the questions you ask and what happens when life gets hard, when your friends really suck at helping you through it. And it starts to wrap up with some perspective. The last few chapters of Job are actually poems. They're poems that are written in the first person as if God were saying them. And so I want to read you a little bit of it and talk about what it offers us and what it doesn't in hopes that it'll be helpful to you. So this is Job 38, verses 4 through 15. It'll be sort of long, so hang in there with me. Maybe you've heard it before. It says this, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you know. Who set its measurements? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring tape on it? On what were its footings sunk? Who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang in unison and all the divine beings shouted? Who enclosed the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb, when I made the clouds its garments, the dense clouds its wrap, when I imposed my limit for it? Put on a bar and doors and said, you may come this far, no farther. Hear your proud waves stop. In your lifetime have you commanded the morning, informed the dawn of its place so it would take hold of the earth by its edges and shape and shake the wicked out of it. Do you turn over like clay for a seal so it stands out like a colorful garment? So that's our first poem. Now, I don't know what you're thinking right now. This at one point was one of my favorite passages in any of the Hebrew or Christian scriptures. But there's something about it that I don't like. Something I actually sort of actively oppose or work against, and maybe you're feeling it. It reads, and especially if you read on in the text, as this distant, angry God, giving the sense that you don't matter in the world. Now, here's the deal. It's kind of doing that. I'm not going to try to defend that. But as we've talked about on the podcast before, that angry, distant God isn't a concept of God that even survived throughout all of the scriptures. Other voices in scripture offer other nuances and understandings of God that aren't so distant and aren't so angry. And so we got to remember this is an early story of God. So what I don't want you to hear out of this is distant, angry God that says you're not important. But, not even but, and... And there's something underneath it. There is still something in there that I think is sacred. Here's what I mean. This poem is offering us perspective. It's offering its readers a perspective. Keep in mind that this was a time before science and telescopes and astrophysics. So there was no scientific knowledge of how small people are. And yet, the writer, the author, seemed to know at their core that they were a tiny blip 
in this giant cosmic picture. And so when you strip away the conceptions of God that may not be helpful, that again, scripture doesn't even hold on to, what you're left with is this sense of our place in the cosmos. That in the midst of everything that's happening, all the craziness of your life, your busy schedule, your relationships, your mortgage payment, your rent payments, raising your kids, in the middle of all of it, there's this meanwhile. You know how in a story when they're shifting perspectives and they say meanwhile and they take you somewhere else? That's what this poem is doing. It's zooming out. It's showing that while our problems, while my problems, my issues are important and big, I'm also tiny in an ever-expanding, gigantic universe. And so it's one part of reality that is deeply true that I need to be reminded of, that we're a blip on a tiny rock in a corner of an ever-expanding universe. Now, that's just one side of the coin. It's a, it's a piece, so to speak. So a lot of what I do on this podcast is offer some pieces for you to pick up when they're helpful. But if it's not helpful, don't take it. It's not always the right time to remember that you are a tiny blip in a 7 billion year story. Sometimes you need the other side of that coin. Sometimes you need to remember that your life, your consciousness, the fact that you get to observe the universe is in itself a 7 billion year miracle in the making. And that gives you really deep value. But back to our perspective, back to our poem, there are other times where I need to remember, and they're usually the times when I'm stressed out and overwhelmed and I feel like my schedule is too busy. I'm trying to figure out when I can go to the store and when I can pay the electric bill and when I need to turn in my timesheet for work. And all of these little things add up. I begin to get overwhelmed. There are times where it's really helpful for me to remember how tiny and insignificant I am. We tend to take ourselves probably a little too seriously. We get overwhelmed quickly. We center our worlds around us, which may be understandable. What ends up happening is we feel the weight of the world on our shoulders and it's too much. And I don't know about you, but I don't live well in those moments. I don't have a lot to offer other people. I'm not very fun to be around. My wife has this affectionate title for me for certain occasions when she calls me Travel Sam. It's sort of like um, sort of like the Hulk kind of where when we're traveling, I tend to get incredibly overwhelmed by whatever scenario I'm in and just become a huge asshole, like just the biggest jerk. My personality takes a, a 180 and I'm horrible. Like I'm horrible to be around. And she recognized that pretty early and likes to sort of poke at it. It's an example of how small and insignificant those things are around me, the train that I might miss, or the change in the hotel room, those little details that make me sort of spin out of control. And so what this poem is offering us is perspective. It's trying to keep things light. It gives us a little buoyancy in a world that otherwise can feel pretty heavy. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that the writers of the sitcom Seinfeld, when they were in the writer's room, things would get pretty heavy or they could get pretty obsessed with a show that millions of people were watching and they kept off in the corner a picture of the earth from the perspective of space. And it was meant to offer them some perspective, to give them that sense of meanwhile, of smallness. And it kept them light and kept them joyful and it kept them funny. So I don't know if you need that piece of the puzzle today, but I need that piece of the puzzle today. That sense that I'm small, that meanwhile in life. Now, fortunately, there are people who can say this much better than I can. And so 
To end, I want to offer you a second poem, a newer poem. And this is where I actually took that term meanwhile from. And so I hope if you need this, this sinks in at some level. This is Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. And if you're overwhelmed, if you're tired, if you're stressed out, I hope this is in some sense, if you can use the word, a prayer for you. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about your despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. It calls to you like wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things.